to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And I'm Brian. It is a new week and a new topic, and we are breaking down, technically speaking for you this week, we're going to be talking about the importance of learning and continuing to learn the technical side of the trades. And we want to start off with a quote, Brian. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. I love it. Really driving home the competency of the technical field. So in the home services industry, obviously, uh, it, not only is it a safety matter, but it is a confidence matter for homeowners to know that the person in their house is doing things the right way, by the book, keeping them safe. I mean, that's what we promise, and that's what we need to deliver on. So we wanted to discuss that topic for you today. We have a special guest on part two of this podcast, Ted Schnettler, who is the service manager at One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And he'll be giving some really good practical advice on how to improve uh, no matter where you are in your career uh, timeline, whether you're just starting or whether you've been in it for a while, there's always the next thing to be looking for. For this introduction, we just really want to talk about uh, the importance of technically speaking. So, Brian? Yeah, also, um, we, we talk a lot about communication skills and body language and, um, you know, the, the soft skills that, that we want to train people up on and improve on. But we don't talk a ton about technical ability, despite the fact that we're dealing with three trades that um, require technical ability in electricians, plumbers, and HVAC techs and installers. Um, and Ted is the service manager for the one hour um, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania here. And he is a technical guru, so to speak. What is he? He's 40-something, early 40s. Yeah, easily been um, in the trades for over two decades. Yeah, and, and he has the technical knowledge of somebody who's been in the trade six decades, and he's obsessed with quality of work. He's just obsessed with it. So we thought it'd be a good idea to change it up a little bit from our normal topic and talk about becoming technically proficient. Absolutely. And there's really a lot of things that come with that as far as value and importance that you can use uh, to communicate to the homeowner. I mean, number one is just having your own self-confidence that when you go out to do a job, you know that you're doing it right. And and that confidence, even if you're slightly insecure inside or you had to check the manual or whatever it is, presenting that confidence to the customer in the home is invaluable. I mean, a lot of times homeowners just, they take it for granted. They expect that you know what you're doing. It's, it's pay to play stuff, right? If they call out an expert, whether it's a plumber, an electrician, an HVAC guy, they expect that the person who shows up at the door knows what they're doing. That's why we focus so hard on the, the other things, the, the communication and, 
and opportunities and those types of things because that often is uh, you know another challenge for many people. But this technical expertise part of the job is sort of expected by the homeowners. And we really wanted to focus on it because we continue to see as we've been hiring and, and looking for more people to join the trades, we continue to see a real deficiency here. Yeah, and we see a deficiency in, in even when we have uh, good good guys who are decent technicians, a deficiency in people taking that side of the job seriously. It's It's rare to see somebody who's spending time outside of work to get better on the technical aspect, as well as the soft skills, the communication and stuff. And um, I know um, Ted is big on, and our, uh, one of our other service managers here, Ed, these guys are big on getting the manuals to things and going through them and, and researching products that they don't know that well. Not a lot of people do that kind of thing, um, but it, but it's even if you take it back to selling the more you know about something, the easier it is to to talk about it and to um, to hype it up. Absolutely, and of course, the key there to selling is knowing what to say and how to say it, and not necessarily just info dump on somebody. You don't want to become the human manual; otherwise, you really start to turn off your audience because you know they're generally not technical, and that can be really just overwhelming for them to hear. But that doesn't mean that we don't appreciate nor affirm the, the need for technicality in the trades. That's absolutely an importance. And when we sit somebody down, I mean, we have fantastic personalities that come into our conference room. And, you know, a lot of times we'll see if we can work with them. But if they have zero experience, their ability to um, quickly rise is kind of hindered by that. And so it's something that we, we really want to focus on and encourage you whether you are just starting out and you have a lot of learning to do, or even if you've been uh, doing this for a while, there's still ways of improving. And of course, there's always technology that's being released, not only on the tool side, but on the equipment side, that it's constantly revolutionizing how we do the trade business. Yeah, I always, I always um, thought it'd be a good idea too. And I guess I, don't, I haven't really done this uh, probably probably been a couple years now but I would take guys that were wanting to get into their own trucks and weren't quite weren't quite ready yet and um, write down a handful of things like five things you know let's say a, a well pump um, diagnosing an electric water heater uh, a water softener and maybe you know two other things garbage disposal and uh, sump pump and say their battery backup sump pump something a little more technical <clears throat> and say Take, take this list of five things home. Over the weekend, I want you to become proficient enough that when you get back here Monday, we're going to sit down Monday morning, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about all of these, and I want you to be able to have the answer. Now, I wouldn't get crazy technical, um, but I would have a quiz and quiz the guy on it, and say 50% of the time it was clear to me that he didn't even – look anything up like it was nothing which was funny um and some of the guys really took it to heart and and went to town over the weekend i'm telling you if you just picked a topic a weekend like you said part of your part of your job now is friday afternoon you're going to write one thing that you're not the best at or you don't know as well as you probably ought to and one hour on saturday or sunday you're going to spend researching that um, I know it's not as good as actually ripping a 
you know, ripping into a heat pump or something like that. But the knowledge you'll gain is huge. It's a huge amount of knowledge that you'll gain from taking one hour and, and just saying, I'm going to study this product as much as I can from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, I think that's really something that um, is sort of put by the wayside. Uh, and, you know, I can understand that. I mean, we all have things to do outside of work. And, of course, when you get here, there's typically a rush to, you know, get the warehouse and the truck and get your first call and get moving. And then, you know, when you're in the rat race during the day, you're moving from call to call and whatever it may be. And, of course, by the end of the day, you're just kind of like, all right, it's time to get home. So when do you actually make time to make those gains? I think there's probably two ways of doing it. One is just organically. Hey, over enough time and given enough calls and enough experience, you'll start to slowly pick up things, hopefully, right? And the other one is what Brian is suggesting, where you you actually carve out some intentional time to gain in the technical proficiency of your trade. And this is something that we would like to encourage you to do, whether it's over the weekend or maybe it's Tuesday at 5 or Maybe you're an early morning person and you wake up and it's Thursday at six, whatever it is, but begin that process and begin carving into your schedule that time. That way you can actually know that you're making gains where you feel that you are weak. And those gains will pay dividends because you will eventually gain not only in confidence, but also in your ability to actually carry things out. And that generally makes you a more valuable employee who can be more um, efficient, who can be more diversified in skill set as to where they're sent uh, to serve the customer. And let's talk turkey. We're uh, geared toward, this podcast is geared toward the telling, uh, selling technician in the home. The more you know, the more you can sell. I mean, if you, if you walk in an authority and an expert on the product, it's not that that in, in and of itself will sell something, but man, is it easier to buy something from somebody who's competent and just looks like they own that product with everything in them. When you come in and you're, uh, maybe, kind of, I think so, uh, let me check, I'll get back to you on that. It's, it's uh, eh. I mean, you're in the middle of a sales process and you're using language like that. It's, uh, it's at least a speed bump. It's definitely not a, not a ramp. So if you're trying to get to the closing question that is vastly slowing you down and probably putting doubt in that homeowner's mind. Yeah, kind of uh, a transition in my life when I bought my first minivan. Um, Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, But so be it. Um, I went to a local dealership and I wanted to check out a specific model that they had there. Before I went there, I did a fair amount of research. I, I tend to be that type of guy who likes to do that thing on his own and kind of read about the different models and check them against other uh, various car manufacturers and those types of things. So when I got there, I had a general idea of what I was looking for. Well, the gentleman that I was uh, doing the test drive with, the salesperson at the lot, was not as well informed as I was in the model that I was driving. Looking back, maybe that's too much of an expectation for him to be able to speak to every single model on this car lot. But speaking from it, uh, from a consumer perspective, it didn't give me a lot of confidence that I knew more about the model than he did. And so that type of um, arrangement probably happens uh, less frequently in the trades because not too many people research 
their heating and air conditioning system like they might a car or their water heater or their panel. But it still speaks to the, the requirement and the confidence and the assurance that is presented from somebody who knows what they are talking about to a consumer. From a consumer's perspective, the things that you guys deal with on a day-to-day basis is I would consider another language in most cases. Every once in a while, you're going to run across an engineer or a previous person who was in the trades, whatever it may be, and that's a whole other thing. But most people are not spending their weekends reading about uh, the latest in geothermal technology or the, uh, the most up-to-date code on electrical installation. They're not doing that. And so they're trusting your expertise, and you need to portray that confidence to them in your communication. And the best way to do that is actually feel confident about what you're doing. And that comes with technical expertise. Oh, yeah. But let's let's do go back to the engineer or the uh, the retired doctor who has nothing but time on his hands to sit and research the product you're coming over to talk about. And we've all in the field, we've been over these guys' houses and we're pulling our hair out when we're sitting there. Um, if you're like me, who I, I didn't lean toward the technical side. I, I leaned toward the people side for sure. Um, I'm not a not necessarily a mechanical guy by nature. I mean, I can figure anything out, but that's not that's not where uh, you know where my heart was. Um, but I would get in with these engineers, and you know, retired doctors was a big one. And you would sit with these guys and realize he's he's got me beat here. Like he knows more about this product than I do. And that was late in my career. I mean, that was 15 years after I got into my own truck. I would still run into that um, because, you know, we don't have time to know everything about everything. But when I was in my first year or two and, and this happened to me, it was devastating. I mean, I would, I would feel just useless in that home. And it wasn't until later that I started really researching things so I'd know as much as I could about them, as much as I could retain. Um, And then when I ran into somebody like that, I would just compliment them on the fact that they've done their research and, you know, may know more about it than I do. Um, However, I'll be the guy to put it in better. I love that, Brian. And and push that out a little bit farther because in, in those who are listening to this podcast, there is a wide variety of technical skill level. And so obviously if you're, you know, that 30 year veteran who has basically seen everything and can talk circles around any homeowner with what you're doing today, that's great. But we're dealing with a a large influx of new people who are either starting in the trades or they've only been in it for a year or two. How does that conversation go? I mean, they only have so much time. They can't literally research every single scenario. So when they come across that one customer or that one specific product or service that they're doing that they're not as familiar with, how do they go about handling that? First and foremost, it's don't panic. That's what you have to keep telling yourself because the easiest thing to do, and the younger you are, the more prone to this you are, is to just freak out and just call your service manager or whatever. Um, The best thing you can do is one, don't try to act like you know more than you do because that person sees right through that. He's he's actually genuinely hoping he mo- he knows more about it than you do. He, he's going to get a sense of pride out of that. And yet you're, uh, you're really not wrong to give it to him. If you pretend you know more than you do, he's going to light you up on that review. If you just say, wow, you're, you're clearly an expert in this field. Uh, were you a plumber? Uh, you know, just kind of 
throw a, a joke in there, but say, um, you can find out anything they need to know and you can assure them that you're the best person to install it or the best person to install it will be coming to install it. But the last thing you want to do is panic and then run out to the truck and call your service manager or lie basically and pretend you know more about it than you do. You don't ever want to do that with those guys. Yeah. Lying will backfire on you big time. What if they start getting, um, a little aggressive, Brian, and saying, hey, I, I think that's actually supposed to be installed this way. Or uh, I think that, you know, the the spacing on that is supposed to be X. Uh, what's your comeback on that? I mean, do you, do you kind of uh, start fighting it out, break out the manual? Do you back off and say, hey, you know, let me look at that again? Where do you go? Well, um, when you're young and cocky, um, your your tendency is to say, Oh, come on. We all have this in us in the trades. Is, uh, uh, excuse me, who's paying who to put this thing in? <laughs> and, and I have said that before. It's, you know, out of uh, shame, I talk about it now. But um, you never want to fight with a homeowner. You never want to fight with somebody who's paying you to be there. The, the very best thing to say is what makes you think that? And in a, in a genuine curiosity, why do you feel that way? And the defense, he, he's ready for a fight. Nine out of ten times when they do that stuff, they're, they want to, they not a fight, but a debate. They want an argument. They want to show you they're smarter than you. And ask him genuinely, why do you feel that way or what makes you believe that? And he'll break out a manual or whatever he read on Google, and there's a chance that you're going to learn something you didn't know before. Um, I'm struggling to come up with any examples, but I know it has happened to me in the past, especially my first few years where I was I was just plain doing something wrong. I just assumed it. Um, maybe hadn't actually done it enough with a plumber, but uh, where I found something that I was doing wasn't wasn't to spec. So <clears throat> I would say first and foremost, find out why they believe that. And if you realize what what they're looking at is completely wrong, and say, I, I appreciate the help, and I appreciate you doing your research, but actually in this case, according to code, according to the manufacturer's specs, this is how it's supposed to be. And then be ready to show them. Be ready to, to back that up on paper. Yeah, and I think a lot of that really comes down to, Brian, a humility to learn. I mean, whether it's a new language, learning to walk, learning to ride a bike, learning to put in a water heater, learning to run proper venting, uh, whatever it may be, there, there's humility in learning because you're starting from a place of ignorance and attempting to get to a place of understanding. And that requires a humble spirit and, and a humble attitude and one who says, I'm willing to learn. So whether you're learning from the manual or a YouTube video or another person in the trades who has more experience, whatever it may be, be humble and be willing to learn. And think about the purpose behind it, right? So We've done podcasts on time management and on uh, you know the, the career and you have so much time in a day and budgeting that out and that's all very important. The question you have to ask yourself is, what am I doing here? Am I just trying to get a paycheck and you know pay the bills this week? Or am I trying to turn this into something where I can actually you know become proficient at my craft, where I can be considered a craftsman, right? There's a difference between somebody who is able to uh, you know, frame up a house and somebody who is able to construct a piece of furniture. 
Uh, and no, no insult to framing up a house. That's a wonderful trade. And, you know, there's a lot of value to that. But it's not as much of a craft as putting together a piece of furniture and learning how to do a dovetail cut and how to do trim work and finish things off. That is the craftsman. And if you're in that, if you're in the home services industry right now, ask yourself the question, am I looking to be just a, a get by guy? Or am I looking to be the person that the next generation of tradespeople is going to look up to and say, hey, I have a question. How do you do this? Yeah. And, and time will, will uh, take care of that on its own. You, you can't be around the trade without learning the trade, but you definitely want to hit a fast forward button on, on that stuff if you can. And if you really, if you're, if your bent is selling and, um, you know, breaking revenue records and being the top guy and, um, you know, having the most of, of certain systems sold and that's your thing. You can get there too, but you'll get there a lot faster with a deep technical knowledge. So another thing I wanted to cover, Brian, is the subject of this podcast. It's technically speaking. And one thing that we want to encourage you in is learning the technical side of the trades, but the speaking side of things is also important, technically speaking, right? So don't go out there and become the book of knowledge, and then just start trade talking the snot out of the homeowner, right? And you start dropping acronyms and uh, words that nobody understands what they mean. If, if you're doing typing on your iPad and Siri doesn't know what you're typing or autocorrects to something else, you might want to think about using different words. Yeah, jargon, technical jargon is the uh, fastest way in the world to get somebody to feel belittled by you. So when somebody comes in having a conversation and you join the conversation and they're talking about something you know absolutely nothing about, at best, you're disinterested. At worst, you feel uh, inferior mentally to this conversation. And either way, you you don't want to make a client feel like that. Remove any jargon talk explain anything you're explaining to the homeowner with, um, I mean, not to say they're stupid, but like, like you were trying to explain it to a 12 year old, they don't know anything about an anode rod. So explain it as a sacrificial rod. You don't even need to say the actual term for the things. You can just make a term that, uh, is close enough, but it's something they'll understand. Yeah, so think of it um, outside of the trades and go to the illustration of like a brain surgeon, right? So if you're requiring brain surgery or heart surgery, or really any surgery for that matter, you probably don't even know the bones or the organs or the proper names of any of the muscles or anything that the doctor is going to be operating on, okay? And obviously, a surgeon has, what, four years of med school plus another four years of postgraduate probably plus another four years of specialty school. So you're probably talking to somebody who has 10 to 12 years of education in this field alone. It would be the easiest thing in the world for that doctor to just lambast you with five syllable words and all kinds of technical knowledge about your body, your very own body that you have no idea what he's talking about. And, and, and certainly come at that with that um, better than thou attitude and just kind of drive, drive home the fact that he went to school and you didn't and, and all that. Does that make you feel better about him doing the operation? It, it makes you feel like maybe he knows what he's doing, 
but it doesn't make you feel like this guy actually cares about what he's doing. And there's, there's a balance to that. So I want to both know that the person who's operating on me knows what they're doing, but I also want to trust that they actually care what they're doing. And that's best demonstrated when that doctor with 12 years of school and all kinds of knowledge and words breaks it down to my level, which is not significantly intelligent and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to perform this operation. We're going to pull back these bones and these muscles. We're going to use some tools to be able to do this and that. I'm still not, maybe maybe I don't follow him the whole way, but at least we're on a much better page. And that makes me feel like, okay, this guy probably could talk circles around me, but he's choosing to talk my language so that I can feel more comfortable with the situation. Absolutely. That's where uh, analogies and metaphors come into play. And, um, you know, just relating what you're talking about to something that you know this homeowner knows about, um, it's the best way to to um, get them to understand what you're saying without talking over their head, because that is what you're doing when you're talking technically um, or using that industry jargon that anybody in this building knows what you're talking about. But if you go home and talk to your wife about it, she has no idea what you're talking about. And how much less for somebody who doesn't live with an HVAC technician? Yeah, so it's a balance, guys. Technically speaking, it's a balance. You have to know the information, but you also know, have to know how to use the information. So this podcast is specifically designed to encourage you to know the information. And we'll do plenty of other podcasts that encourage you to know how to use the information. Uh, and that's the balance that you have to work out. But for right now, if you're feeling technically um, lacking in some areas... Like Brian suggested, pick one or two topics and say, I'm going to focus on this for the month of whatever. Well, here, let's, let's do something else as if everybody needed one more reason to not listen to this podcast. <laughs> let's, let's give them some homework. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a week between episodes unless you're just, uh, uh, you know, powering through them and binge listening, which you know, I'm sure all the people here are listening for their fourth or fifth time. Absolutely. I, I'm on 10. <laughs> I do believe that, actually. <laughs> um, just pick one topic. If, um, if you know everything in the HVAC field already, then pick one topic in the plumbing field. But come on, you don't know everything about the HVAC field. Only Ted, our next guest, uh, knows everything about the There you the go. HVAC Shout out, Ted. If you, um, if you, know, you want to pick one topic even from another brand, if you're a dual brand or a tri brand and you pick one from Mr. Sparky or if you're an electrician and you pick one from one hour, um, or if you're listening and you're not even in the trades, I know we have some, some unfortunate family members that we force to listen because they call us <laughs> dad and tell us how great it is every week. Um, pick any topic that you want to know about if, if – your wife is really into cooking and it drives you crazy to hear about it, pick, pick that. If your husband is really into football, is really into the Michigan Wolverines, thank you. Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Tom Brady, that Michigan quarterback. If you're, if Nick you're, Foles, the one that beat Tom Brady. <laughs> if, your wife, if your husband's really into football, pick his team and just learn something in depth about it. Like just pick the head coach, make sure he likes the head coach or the, the quarterback and just deep dive for an hour this weekend or this evening and read up about it. Like it doesn't, how does it hurt you? I know it's painful. Um, but how does it hurt you? My wife's really into woodworking and, uh, you know, she's got 
nearly as many tools as I do, Craig jigs and stuff like uh, planers. And I'm not really, I don't really care for it. I like when she has a finished product and she shows me and, uh, you know, she makes furniture for the kids and stuff like that. It's really cool. But I'm not really into the process. But it would behoove me with her birthday coming up to um, do a little research into woodworking, into projects, maybe Pinterest or, um, yeah, just I'll take an hour and, and research that. And I'll come in talking to her about it. And it is funny how we give ourselves advice on this podcast so much. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to take this one. But to I'm learn just this, really looking forward to you reporting on an hour of Pinterest research. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm going to end up uh, looking at man caves in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's not going to last long. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll research some, some woodworking techniques and all the wonderful things you can do with a Craig jig and uh, end up looking at fishing lures probably. Um, and then go back and report and just say, have you seen this and you've seen that? And it, I know it'll go well because that is what she's interested in. But, um, you know, more than anything for the technicians in the field, I mean, maybe you're a plumber and you know about tankless water heaters, but you don't really sell them, which is kind of a travesty to me because your best way to, I mean, one of the top ways that any plumber right now can go to any home and help a big family out is to yank out that 50-gallon electric or that 40-gallon chimney vent or power vent or what have you and put in a system whereby they can't run out of hot water anymore. Love my tankless hot water heater. Same here, buddy. Um, you can't, you can't beat that for a family of six, like my family, a family of six, six like Nate's family, six. Yep. That's right. Uh, three boys we're not, and a girl. We're not yeah. doing too many long showers these days, more baths, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you got to fill a tub with the dishwasher going and a uh, shower coming right after it. It's that's nice right. to have a tankless water heater in yep. that house. And uh, laundry is always going at my house. But, um, a lot of time people don't sell things like that because they don't know that much about them. You're going to take an hour this weekend or this evening and just research that. And you're going to fill your cup so full when you start hitting your calls tomorrow or next week or what have you. You're going to just uh, automatically be talking about it. And I, I uh, implore you guys, whatever trade you're in, pick the thing you're weak at, set aside an hour, and just dig into it. And let us know how it goes. And here's the deal, Brian. So our next guest uh, that we're having on part two of this podcast, Ted Schnettler, is one of the most accountable, driven people that I think exists in the trades. So speaking of accountability, if you're going to do this, tell somebody you're going to do this. Uh, you know, if you're an electrician, pull aside another electrician that you work with and say, hey, buddy, this weekend, I'm going to learn more about uh, GFCI receptacles. I want to learn all there is to know about it. Next week at this time, can I give you a five-minute report? Can I give you the, the highlights of what I learned? And then have him hold you accountable and say, hey, next week at this time, I want you to ask me what I know about GFCIs. Or if you already know that somebody is technically advanced in a specific area, you can have them test you. And you can actually use them as sounding board to know whether your research was really efficient or not. You know, maybe you're an HVAC guy and you want to learn more about indoor air quality and you know that there's somebody who's crushing it in that industry and has a, a super good uh, presentation and with tons of information and you can start learning about a product. And then next week you say, hey, ask me three questions about this specific product. And that way you start 
not only creating the pattern in your life, but you have people hold you accountable so that you know you're actually making progress. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the best way to do anything. If you want to get good at selling, find that same person at the shop and say, I want to get better at selling. I want to get better at my warm up. I want to get better at closing questions, whatever it is. <clears throat> say, can we practice together? Would you mind if we just go back and forth a few times asking some closing questions? And you're just going to say, seems like you liked what you saw here today. How would you like to give it a shot? Seems like you guys really liked what you saw here today. If you're ready, I can call the office and see if I can get the stuff dropped off right now. Should have your water back on in two and a half hours. These are just soft closing questions. But if you just practice these with somebody else, you'll get good at them. That's all there is to it. And the same goes for the technical aspect. Speaking of closing, that is the close of our podcast. And no way we couldn't close without talking about selling because that, that was a long time. <laughs> I had to slide it in there. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys, we just want to encourage you. Remember, uh, we're here for encouragement. We want to give you uh, the tools that you need or some of the tools that you need and encourage you to find other tools out there. There's plenty of other podcasts, resources, videos, and people who are willing to not only help you with communication, but your technical journey as well. Uh, because as we've talked about in this podcast, that is very important. Make sure you tune into part two of this podcast where we interview Ted and he'll be able to give you even more advice on what it looks like to learn and to continue learning throughout your career. Uh, so really good interview there. As for this podcast, that's a wrap for us. If you liked what you hear and you want to do more, uh, go ahead and, and, and look us up. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on wastenoday.com. Give us a call. Stop on by. We're always looking for people, technical-wise, who are skilled and, and craftsmen in the trade. So we'd love to talk to you, and we'd love to have you join our team. So outside of that, we want to encourage the rest of you to continue finding new ways to pursue the next level. Continue finding new ways to learn. Continue finding new ways to improve yourself. And always remember, you have the option to wake up every single morning and waste no day. This podcast is the production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.